pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Liz Cambage. This is Nikki Collins. What up guys, it's Ethan Stark. Hey, this is Imani Miggy Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of WNBA Nation. We're back. We have enjoyed the holiday season, and we are returning, hitting 2023 with a vengeance. My name is Kyle Haywood, and joining me tonight is my good friend, Logan Jones. Logan, how are we feeling tonight? Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Oh, it's good to be here. Could be here. W family's in here. Kyle's in here, um, and luckily, no women's basketball news has happened since last time we recorded at all. So yeah, absolutely nothing. There's nothing to right? catch up on. <laughs> we we have been um, obviously off mic a little bit recently. Um, both Logan and I have been doing a lot of traveling. Um, Jason, uh, as you know, has had some technical issues. We've been working on for a while. And Steve, I'm going to let Steve, when, when he hops on, give his full rundown. But um, he, some great, really exciting things happening in Steve's life. Um, and his recording capabilities were put on hold for um, a bit, for, for several weeks. So with all that being said, we're back. We're very excited. Uh, we know you missed us, but we missed you more. All right? We missed you more, listeners. Tonight, Logan and I are going to be doing one of our very favorite episodes. This is, I think, an episode that goes back five years now, Logan, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember exactly, but I think it's at least four or five years that we've done this episode. And I am it's it's an episode that I look forward to doing every single year. It's it's one that I I absolutely love. We're going to be doing New Year's resolutions. But before we hop into that. Logan, how about you give a quick mini rundown on how everybody can interact with us and, uh, and uh, you know, the, the whole spiel that we give every episode. Perfect. Uh, let's see if I've still got <laughs> it. 
Uh, we are still on Twitter, as Twitter still stands, uh, at WNBA Nation Pod. You can also check out the links to all of our recent episodes, our blog, which we will legitimately be updating now that the holidays have calmed down, uh, and the, our store page. You can find all those links at WNBANation.com. And this is just a reminder that even though the holidays are over, it is not too late to send someone you love a mug. Uh, oh, in <laughs> fact, the love the W mug is the first thing that pops up when you go over yes. to our website. So once again, WMBNation.com. Um, we, if, if you're new to the show, if you're like, this is my New Year's resolution, so listen to more sports content, welcome. <laughs> uh, if you leave a five-star review, uh, please, first of all, like and share and do all that stuff to get the show out there. But if you leave a five-star review, we will read it on the show on air with your name attached give you props for helping us out we really appreciate those so thank you if you've done that in the past we really appreciate you if you do it in the future thank you so much logan well done not bad my guy Ooh, still got um it. i i love the the merch we made a switch with our merch recently if you bought merch from us prior to about a year ago um nine months ago really you probably didn't get the greatest merch and we recognize that the new merch it's high quality stuff, man. It's it's probably fifty percent of what I wear, and one hundred percent of the mugs that I drink out of. So <laughs> that's where I'm at with my with my status. Speaking of merch, I got to give a shout out to uh, my wife who found a link to um, Lids Drops. So Lids, the hat you know company, they had a drop where they did um, some WNBA hats and she snagged me a utah stars WNBA hat from lids and it is sweet so that was one of my christmas presents uh that i got to unwrap and it was it was, it was pretty sick it, i'm looking at it right now i added it to my recording studio here so if you've got some sweet merch and you haven't had a chance and and you don't know who to to send the pictures to uh, to brag about your awesome merch if you got some sweet gifts for you know Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrated over the holidays, and you want to show it on off, January birthdays, on January birthdays, and you want to show off, we're not forgetting about you. Tweet it to us or or shoot it to us somehow. Get in contact with us. We want to see your sweet WNBA merch. Logan, can we talk about New Year's resolutions? How do you feel about New Year's resolutions? First of all, before we talk about the yeah, the the team resolutions, where do you stand with New Year's resolutions? I feel like there's a lot of controversy, not controversy, that's the wrong word. There's a lot of hot and cold surrounding this concept. Yeah, yeah. You know, because of the cliche around New Year's resolutions and how everyone gives up on them by February, I never actually took the time to write them down until actually about five years ago, um, right around the time we were starting the show. Um, and then I was having... Uh, New Year's and the holidays with a family that I was really close with, and they all write them down, put them in a box, pull them out the next year, read them. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it this year. And I really liked it. Um, so I understand it's not necessarily for everybody. I, I don't think people should put pressure on themselves to turn a calendar year into something that it's not. But if you haven't tried it before, I actually think it's really great to have, you know, keep a note on your phone or take a picture of a note card or something like that. Um, but like actually having an idea of like four or five broad things you want to accomplish in the coming year or hobbies you want to donate more time to or something like that actually helps me feel very accomplished at the end of the year when I can look back and say, yeah, I, I definitely improved in these areas of my life. So I am very pro, maybe surprisingly so, because I'm usually hipster about a lot of things. 
Uh, I'm very pro New Year's resolutions in the formal nice. sense. Nice, very cool, very cool. I know some people hate them. I I probably I don't I don't get like heavy into them. Basically, what I look at is I go. It's just kind of naturally a time of reflection, and I just take a kind of a, you know, a check on how my life is, and what it is is it's just another excuse to do just a quick like, just check on myself. Where am I at? Where am I at? You know, physically, mentally, emotionally, <laughs> all that jazz, and uh, so uh, that that's kind of where I'm at. Is I it's it's a self uh, a self checkup time for me, um, as far as setting specific goals. Um, I don't do as much of that, but. You know, it, it just just a nice healthy check in with yourself is kind of where I'm at. But we take our WNBA team resolutions very seriously. So wherever yes. you sit on the New Year's resolution spectrum today, this is it. All right, this is it. we're we're getting we're getting really in depth with each of these teams and the resolutions that Logan and I believe they should have. For the year 2023, Logan, yeah. if if you're a longtime listener, by the way, you know this is the time <laughs> where the first episode of the year we we designate champions. Oh around yeah, here Jan- January is the night of January 4th, and we're going to talk about contendership tonight. <laughs> so it's never too especially soon, especially because there's absolutely no free agency happening this off season. No, all the <laughs> all the teams are set in stone. Um, yeah. There we go. <laughs> you will you'll you'll see what we talk about. Or you see what we what we're talking about as you check into these resolutions. Logan, why don't you start us off with our very first team? We're gonna go through these alphabetically. I think we've always done them alphabetically, so we're just gonna keep that tradition alive. We're not gonna do it, you know, based on like where they were in the standings last season. We're just gonna do it alphabetically by the city name. So our first resolution comes from the Atlanta Dream. Logan, give it to us. What's the New Year's resolution for the Atlanta Dream in 2023? All right, Dream fans. Welcome in. Uh, I hope you listen to the rest of the episode after this. Um, But your New Year's resolution for the Dream is uh, we're going to give a pair of wide receiver gloves to every player in the locker room. And uh, then maybe Atlanta won't lead the league in daily turnovers. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 15 turnovers a game. Actually, 15.2. Oof. Led the league last that year. Is, that is a uh, brutal number, even, 15 per game. Worse even than the Indiana Fever, which was, by all accounts, a college all-star team. So, come on. Uh, <laughs> there was there was actually more last year to root for in Atlanta than we thought there was yes. going to be. Uh, and I, I don't want to discount that, of course. We're having a lot of fun here with them. But um, in all seriousness, that number needs to come down if they're going to start improving defensively start doing more things on the offensive end, develop players. That's just one of those things that jumped out at us as we were reviewing things from this last year. Might be one of those things that if you are like us and the holidays have happened and the the most recent season isn't as fresh, you might have forgotten. And we just wanted to resurface because I are we mean? I don't I don't want us to be mean. <laughs> but if, if it feels a little mean. I think I think we uh our relationship quote unquote with the league and with the teams, I think this is a uh, you know when your best friends can say things to you that are true, but they can say them in a joking, teasing manner. But you're kind of like, yeah, that's true. But they can get away with it. I feel like we're that way with with some of these organizations. <laughs> so Atlanta's actually been a phenomenal Listen. organization to work with. 
Um, we actually had several interviews and, and some great, great uh, interactions with Atlanta Dream. So we, we like to we like to rib them a little bit and uh, some wide receiver goes. They had what you said over fifteen now, turnovers a game. What were they? What, yeah, where 15, were they as far as assists? Two. I'm curious. Uh, assists per game. Ooh, they were uh, they were dead last. Seventeen point six. So they only had um, two more assists per game than turnovers. Seventeen to fifteen yeah, ratio. League, that is league average was was about twenty. That is so not yikes. Great. Yeah, not not everything shows up in the box score, but uh, they averaged just half a point more per game than the Indiana Fever last year. So there's work to be done. So there you have it, Atlanta wide receiver gloves. That's what we've got on our uh, on our gift list for you. Uh, has maybe a maybe a, a an offering for Valentine's Day coming up. We'll we'll send them your way. I've got Chicago Sky next. Um, Chicago. This one is actually a little more serious. Chicago, you need to make Kalia Copper the face of your franchise. Copper has been absolutely phenomenal. She's been the best player on the team for several seasons now. And not only did she help lead them to a title, but they were very good again just last season. So this team, this is a a team that I think long-term needs to make Kalia Copper um, their their core, I think that, you know, eventually Candace Parker, Vandersloot, Quigley, like those players are going to be moving on, whether it's to other teams or whether it's to retirement. But Coppers, she's going to stick around. And if you can keep her intact and, and make her the face of your franchise, I think you'll be doing yourself a lot of favors. And 2023 just so happens to be the year to do it because all the other stars in the league are in major free agency right now. <laughs> so... Double down, Copper needs to be on every single piece of marketing material that you send out, um, and uh, there you go. That's the uh, that's the resolution that we've got. Logan, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I thought uh, Candace Parker kind of defined the championship run, and then even while that was happening, Parker was giving a lot of credit to what Kalia Copper was doing, and now here we are a year plus in the future, and with free agency shaping up the way that it is and Clea Copper being as young and as already just developed as far as her game goes and how well she can drive to the rim and just make things happen at guard, um, she is the future. She, she's going to be the centerpiece of that team for a long time. Um, I don't know why you would go anywhere else. Um, so no matter what other pieces that we've come to be used to uh, around Chicago in those sky blue uniforms, uh, probably going to see some new faces, probably going to say goodbye to some old ones, but... Uh, Copper's the future there, and I expect this team to be once again uh, just at the top of the heap. Um, one of the few really, really great teams um, that going into the season I think is going to start the season well and not have like a lot of chemistry stuff to deal with. So uh, she'll be the centerpiece of that. The franchise I think knows it. James Wade's a good coach. I'm really excited for this guy this year. Love it, Logan. Talk to me about Connecticut. What do they need to do in this in this upcoming oh, year? Oh, the sun. Oh, the sun. Speaking of teams that are going to keep cores intact, uh, probably none more so than the Connecticut Sun. Um, This is just kind of what they're known for at this point. They've got their starting five plus one pretty much in the bag. They don't have their coach, who you might uh, be used to seeing on the sidelines. We'll get to where he went later. But Kurt Miller no longer in Connecticut, um, which is why their New Year's resolution is to win the Commissioner's Cup. uh, Which is shorthand for saying... 
start off the season well. Um, they don't have the same excuse that I think a lot of other teams will have coming into this year uh, in terms of needing to learn how to mesh, how to play together, how to play on the road, how to deal with long road trips and, and tough turnarounds and things like that. Uh, this Connecticut team has done it. They probably have the most team chemistry of anybody in the league. Um, again, we're anticipating some free agency changes while we say that, but we're pretty confident that free agency is is going to see some big splashes. So um, winning the Commissioner's Cup would be a good indicator that they are ready to take another run of the title. I know you're going to get tired of us for saying it because every year it feels like they're just kind of the the lovable loser that gets close but doesn't get all the way. Um, I think if at the midpoint in the season, if they're positioning themselves for uh, a home court and a pretty good seed in the playoffs, don't overlook them. I mean, they're they're never boring. They always play great team basketball. Dewana Bonner is one of the premier scorers in the league. Um, but don't don't get off to a slow start because there's going to be other great teams just chomping at the bit to get a title this year after making big changes. So be weary. Very good. Very good. Um, they've got so much team chemistry. I think they're like you alluded to. Their starting five is pretty much intact. They're bringing just about everybody back that is a key contributor for this squad. Um, and yes, they did lose their coach. However, they're bringing in someone who's got a lot of experience. Um, Stephanie White is the new head coach in in Connecticut. Um, and Stephanie's got, she's got some coaching chops to her. She's played, uh, or excuse me, she's coached in both the college and and professional level. She even took the fever to the finals back in 2015. So, you know, which I think is the last time they made the playoffs, maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to Indiana in just a second here. But Stephanie White coming in as a coach, I think as long as she comes in and, and she has been able to observe what has already kind of been working in Connecticut, and if she can just take that and add a little bit more of a spark to hopefully see the uh the sun hopefully you know make another deep playoff run and and maybe a finals appearance i i would love that so i I think i think you're right winning the commissioner's cup would be step one to a fantastic season for the connecticut sun all right give us dallas Dallas. what's up with dallas great question (laughs) dallas i want i want to say this letting you know that i love you but sometimes when you love somebody, you gotta you gotta give it to them straight. Dallas, we're podcasters who love this league, and your resolution is actually it has to do with us. Your podcast, not your podcast. Your resolution is about our podcast. The Dallas Wings 2023 resolution is give WNBA Nation something to talk about. Please, <laughs> because please, because Dallas. Dallas, you. They've just seemed to be kind of the most uninteresting team in the last, I don't know, two to three seasons. Now, that's not to say that they've been the worst team. Indiana has been pretty bad. Is The Fever are significantly more interesting. Dallas is the most average, just doesn't create ripples, just very middle of the pack in every single thing that they do. That's just who they have been. And it's been kind of the same story. It's not just that they're average at everything. It's been the same storyline. It's been, all right, we got Enrique Agumbawale, and we're going to throw some pieces around her 
and see what sticks. And you've been doing that for two or three seasons now. And it is just, it's, it, I feel like, I feel like I'm in this vicious cycle of just witnessing the same thing over and over and over and nothing changes. Dallas, I know you went into a hard rebuild, but do something, do something. I feel like we got to poke Dallas with a stick because it, it, it just, they're dead out there. Logan, anything that you want to add to, to the Dallas resolution here? Yeah, every year in a 12-team league, there's one or two teams that you just find yourself completely vanilla on. Um, like, I don't have strong feelings one way or the other. I would like to. Like, I would like to know what the identity of this team is or what their ceiling is or are they going to bottom out and hit the floor and hit the big red button? I don't know. Uh, but looking through last year's stats, looking through wins and loss records, just looking at the team makeup and their I mean, they're, they're not going to be very active in free agency, it looks like. Uh, they were somewhere between like sixth and eighth in virtually every major statistic. Arike Gubawale, who's kind of the face of that team right now, she shot 40% for the year. She had a very average for her season in her three seasons in the league. So just bleh. <laughs> like it was the tofu of teams last year <laughs> where like I don't think it's necessarily bad, but I don't look forward to it being on the schedule either and i want to feel something you know like i want to feel something for them so especially because we're going to be in dallas this yes spring, we're coming right? to dallas <laughs> i've so, i here's the thing i'm saying this having attended a wings game like recently like i went i've, I've been there just not that long ago and uh yeah again this is not to say dallas is a bad team they were very they were just middle of the pack. They were 18 and 18 last season. So, you know, the 6 seed right in the middle, 500 record. It was just that's just what it was. And so it's not it's not that you're bad, Dallas. In fact, the 6 seed in the playoffs no. considering where you were prior to that for the last couple of seasons, you're on the upward trajectory. If you can bring us some, you know, talking points this season, I actually really like the future of what Dallas could do. Just just be more interesting, please. Yeah, I, I think that that's what we really mean. This isn't supposed to be slam Dallas hour. What we mean is, yeah, they were in the playoffs last year, and I think everyone outside of the Dallas locker room and front office expected them to go nowhere in the playoffs. Right. I want them to make me believe that they can do some damage against some of these top teams in the playoffs this year. And with a lot of the top teams changing a lot of pieces in and out and hoping to get the formula right, there's going to be opportunity to move up. Do it, and then we'll revisit this in, whatever, August, and we'll be like, look at what idiots we were. We didn't see Dallas Wings coming. And then they had a great season. I would love to do that. I would love nothing more than to have that podcast. So <laughs> let's do it. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of oh. teams that uh, are bad but are interesting... Hey, hey, okay, listen. <laughs> listen. Every time we've talked about Indiana for the past year, I've put on my fever hat, a liter which is a literal yeah. fever hat. I'm not talking like he's, metaphorically. He's wearing <laughs> it right now. I visually can confirm. And I I can't express and it's it's gonna feel weird coming on the tails of that Dallas rant just now, but I can't express to you, fever fans, how much I am pulling for you. <laughs> I want this to work. Your New Year's resolution is simple. In a stacked draft with your first ever number one overall pick, you need to draft the rookie of the year and 
for the second time in the history of this podcast, <laughs> you need to win double-digit games. Can we do it? And I and like again, this uh, this is coming off as a very cynical pod. I feel like, but this this is actually I think a sign of improvement. If they can get out of the cellar, draft an exciting young player, um, who you're the draft expert, but like I feel like everybody knows who that's going to be. Um, if Leah Boston declares, that's who's going right. to Indiana. Um, and I think if you add her to the last two draft classes in Indiana that I, I know you and I both really like, they've got a ton of talent and youth and versatility on that team, and they could do some things in a year or two. I don't think they're going to springboard their way into the playoffs just yet. I I think there's a lot of science telling us that uh, setting small achievable goals leads to more success than unreachable, like too stretchy of a goal, which is why I'm keeping this simple. Like since we started the pod in 2017 and four of those past five seasons, they've been in single digit wins. And I'm not talking like nine, I'm talking like five or six. So yeah, let's change that first. I, I mean, I'd love to be talking about again, early August. I'd love to be considering Indiana as a fringe playoff yes. team. I think they're going to be really fun this year. There's probably only a handful of teams that I would rather watch this year because I'm so interested in what's going to happen in Indiana with new leadership, new coaching, and Aaliyah Boston added to the mix. I completely agree. When you look at who Indiana has, um, you know, they had a really, really good draft last year in a draft that a lot of people, you know, myself included, said was a little bit thin after the first two picks. But they had one of the first two picks. They brought in Alyssa Smith, who had an outside shot at winning Rookie of the Year. Um, in fact, there were some people, myself included, that thought she just might win it. Um, Alyssa Smith and Queen Egbo holding down, uh, you know, the interior there. Emily Anksler, the Swiss Army knife of the rookies. She can just do a little bit of everything on offense and defense. She had a really solid season. Um, Destiny Henderson is proving to be a very serviceable point guard, probably a backup point guard at this point in the WNBA level. But then you have Kelsey Mitchell, who is an all-star level player who is just surrounded by a lot of inexperience. You take that team and you add in Aaliyah Boston, who in my estimation looks to be the, you know, the, the closest thing to Asia Wilson or Brianna Stewart that we've seen in drafts. I think that that's kind of what we're, we're looking at for this team. And uh, so, you know, you take a look at, at, at this squad as they currently stand, as they currently sit, that's basically what we're going to, you know, that's basically what we're going to see with Indiana moving forward is, you know, this young squad. And if you can get a rookie of the year, you can get those double digit wins all of a sudden, I really like your chances moving forward as a franchise. So that's why we have that. All right, Logan, hit us with the next team. Who we got? A uh, little bit of a change of pace here. Oh. We have the Indiana. No, not the Indiana Fever. Sorry, I was reading the wrong line. I think it's my turn. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right. You're right. You started off that one, but because I just went on that long rant, I felt like it was mine. So I apologize. No, no, no. It's 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 Kyle and Champion. It's me. Guy. But can I quote you? Yeah. Logan actually had this exact same resolution back in, I think, 2020, the year after, I think it was 2020, when uh, it was the year following the Washington Mystics uh, win. 
And we said, all right, Logan, what's what's the Washington Mystics? What are the, what do they got to do moving forward? And you said, one thing, do it again. So Las Vegas in 2023, your resolution is to run it back, double down, start to work your way toward becoming one of those WNBA dynasties that we've seen happen in Houston, that we've seen happen in Minnesota, that we've seen happen in Seattle, all these teams that have four championships. You got to be that next year. You know, this is step one, step one of four, actually. So let's go get step two and run it back. Get that, get another piece of hardware. That's all you have to do. You, how do you make resolutions when you are the champion? You don't. You just say, I'm going to remain the champion. So that's all you got to do, Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one. And I, you know, I think it's okay to bask in it for a moment. But part of the reason that free agency is going to be so wild this year is they have set the bar so high in Vegas. Yes. Um, Asia Wilson and company and Becky Hammond and what she's been able to do with that group. They scored the most points in the league per game last year. They had the fewest turnovers. They move the ball well. They rebound the ball well. They assist on every bucket. They, I mean, they just do everything so well. And there's not an excuse for that to really take a step back this year, aside from some sort of championship hangover, which honestly I don't really see coming. So every other team, we're gonna, we're going to talk pretty much for the rest of the episode about teams that are going to be retooling via free agency in order to catch this Vegas championship team. And I'm not entirely sure any of them are going to be able to because they could easily just run it back. Yeah, they really could. It's it's very in the realm of possibility. Um, every other team has so many question marks. Outside of Vegas and probably Connecticut, I don't see, like, there's, there's no teams with guarantees at this point. And so I think, now, that being said, Logan, I we can almost guarantee for a fact that you're going to see a team maybe like a maybe like a New York or maybe like a Chicago that goes out and gets some major signings and brings in some big name players and they are going to look like they are are the team to beat heading into the season. But what you got to forget or or what you you can't forget is that Las Vegas currently is that team to beat and they're not really losing much. They're going to be here. They're here for a while. You have to take out the top dog. Now, what these other teams do and how they go about doing that, that's up to them. But I'll say this. It is a very tall task to overcome and and defeat what's happening in Las Vegas right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's very tempting to go after the new hotness when someone picks up a big free agency signing. But uh, the old hotness is pretty dang good. (laughs) That's absolutely true. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most, 
when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. All right, who we got next? All right, the Los Angeles Sparks. We have written in our spreadsheet here, beat Seattle, Chicago, and New York to the free agency frenzy, which is a long way of saying your resolution is to become the new hotness. Yes. Um, this, this is what the Sparks need to do. And this, I think this is what they've prepared to do for over a year now. Mm-hmm. They've positioned themselves to have they, – they went out and got Kurt Miller, a, like successful by all accounts in every season of his WNBA career with the Connecticut Sun. Um, coming just short of the championship, obviously, a handful of times. But they got him in the house. They have basically two players under contract, and it's two players that they traded for when they were just kind of acquiring assets over the past two seasons. They have Kennedy Carter and Katie Lou Samuelson. Uh, I don't think they're probably going anywhere. Everything else is up for debate. They've got a million dollars to spend, yeah. <laughs> and and they're Los Angeles. Like I Look, I've grown up hating this about Los Angeles sports teams, but they don't have to put together much of a pitch to get players to go there. Right. Like they, they just show up at the table and they say, we've got money to spend. What do you want? We're, we're, you know, they're going to be, and, and we've seen this in college a lot this year. If you follow the college game at all, there's a lot of upper echelon teams that are just piecing teams entirely together in the transfer portal every off season. And they're just putting them on the court and they're getting a coach and saying, get them to gel. And hopefully we have something. I don't know if, you're going to be able to put a contender on the court in such a talented top flight league in that way. But I think if you were going to, Kurt Miller would be the guy to oversee it. Yes. And I think there's, there's very little chance that they'll be worse than they were last year. Yeah. I, you really can't be worse than you were last <laughs> year. Like uh, you were oh, the only team worse than you last year was Indiana. And that's because that's an Indiana team that lost 18 straight to finish the season so, yeah, like you can't do worse. You were the 11 seed. All you could and and you have a ton of money to spend. You've got pretty much the only the only players that you have on your roster right now are on rookie contracts. So, you can go out and get whoever you want and just like Logan said your pitch is, "Hey, we're Los Angeles. Come live here." And people go, "Oh." <laughs> This, that, I'll tell you what, this you know the weather in LA is a little bit better than it is in Minnesota. It's a maybe, little yeah. bit better than it is. Maybe this in... is just something that I've created in my mind, and now it's become real to me. But to me, this is the off season that LA's been looking at since Candace Parker's departure. I right? I would not be surprised at that. So they need to nail it. That's a lot of pressure on an off season. Yeah, but. and they really do. Like this is a make or break type of season. Uh, free agency season. A lot of this is going to be starting here pretty soon, Logan. Like over over the next month or two, we're going to start to see all of this. And I'm very excited to see what Los Angeles ends up doing. But you're right. They got to beat Seattle. Seattle, Chicago, and New York are all in that same boat where free agency, they're going to go out and try and get that next, you know, top player. Los Angeles has to be the most appealing and attractive place for those players to come to. Seattle, Chicago, New York, those are tough franchises to beat. But if there's a franchise and there's, you know, there's a group that can do it, it's Los Angeles and Kurt Miller. That's a pretty good duo that's going to turn a lot of heads your way. All right, Logan, let's talk about Minnesota Lynx. That's who we've got next. Minnesota. <laughs> um 
I think Minnesota is going to be very good this next season. I think they're bringing some back some really good pieces. Obviously, they lose Sylvia Fowles. But they have the number two draft pick. Who would have thought that after basically making the playoffs for what seems like 88 years Can, straight? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> okay. How honest so are we it, being? When a team is... When a team wins more games than they should, we call them fraudulent, right? We're like, they're not as good as they're... <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. When a team loses more games than they should, they're hustling a little bit, <laughs> right? Okay. Like, a little bit. All right. I, I'm just saying, I think if they wanted to win more games last year, they probably could have. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me that a I, team... I, I, I'm not saying... Don't put words <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have so many Minnesota fans coming. Now, Cheryl Reeve is going to show up at our doorstep. And I say our doorstep. <laughs> Logan and I live in the same house, okay? So she's going to get here to Smithfield, Utah, all right? Um, Coach Reeve, you are always welcome. <laughs> we would, it, is, yeah. it is very cold. We got some good places to eat around welcome. here. We'll go grab dinner. Um, here's the thing. Minnesota lost 22 games last season. That is a lot of games for Minnesota to lose. This is a team who was the three seed last year. This is a good squad with a great coach, Hall of Fame level coach. 11 of those 22 losses, exactly half, were by two possessions or less. It's almost as if Minnesota would play, again, this is, we're, we're approaching tinfoil hat territory, territory. It's almost as if Minnesota would play hard enough to look like they weren't tanking. And then all of a sudden, last minute of the game, oh, very suspicious! Darn it, we can't hit free throws. Oh crap, we can't get a stop on the defensive end, and and all of a sudden you lose by six points or less. They were in in most of the games that they played this season, um, and their wins they won by good margins, and their losses they were by very slim margins. Most of them, I think Minnesota very easily is going to be uh the team that could do this have we talked did it, we actually say out loud their uh i don't know if we actually said out loud their resolution we've had this whole discussion minnesota's oh. resolution <laughs> is to win the most improved record this season yeah because they're going to go and from I, 14 I to 22 14 22 to i think probably a top four or five team in the league and and to be honest, whether they were conspiring to get a good draft pick in this loaded draft or not, one of the biggest, I think the biggest indicator of a team that's on the rise is those close losses. Because it means they're in enough close games that a turnaround or a big jump in record is not that far off. Right. So you, you turn the ball over less, you know, one time or one extra rebound in any of those 11 games. And, I mean, your record, I mean... I don't know. If you win half of the games that you were supposed to win, suddenly they would have been right in the thick of the playoff race. Um, and they're probably going to go out and do stuff in free agency like they always do. And I expect that they're actually going to have a commitment to defense this year because they're not going to be bad and they're going to be caring more about their record and they're going to be looking at the postseason. So, yeah, I, I think win the most improved record award and do it by a lot. Um, make it make your presence known in the league once more. I know we've got Lynx fans that listen to the show. I don't know whether they, they agree with the conspiracy theories or not, but I do know that across all sports, if you are losing a bunch of games really close, 
there's actually reason to be very excited about the coming season. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> We got all right. We we it took us a minute to actually say. I I apologize to the listeners. I just we got off on the topic. I I should have actually said what the resolution was. Very suspicious. The, very suspicious. All right. What do we What do we have for New York, Logan? Don't be suspicious. Uh, <laughs> all right, New York Liberty. We've referenced the big free agency pool that's going to be going on uh, this winter and spring a few times. You're going to be dead center in all of it. Because your New Year's resolution is you're going to go out and you're going to win the Stewie sweepstakes. Yeah! (laughs) Uh, Get Bree Stewart on your team. And there's a second second resolution here in in parentheses. parentheses. Um, And it says top four seed. Um, Because one is contingent upon the other, you would assume. Um, Something I really like about this Liberty team, they showed up in the playoffs last year. They actually shocked the Chicago sky in that first game that they played um, didn't go out easy, which I liked a lot, but they don't have the horses to run with those top teams just yet. Go get Stewie, bring her to New York, pair her with Sabrina and company. You're going to be a top four team in the league. Um, that's, that's the blueprint. It's not, I mean, is it easy? No, but it is simple. There is not a lot to it, I, and I think I think they can pull it off. Great, ex- great explanation. This is a very simple. I don't have a whole lot to add. It's a very simple resolution. It is not a very easy resolution, but I do think New York really could do this. They've got a lot of pieces. They've got you know, kind of some some homecoming type vibes. If they were able to pull off the Stewie sweepstakes, you know, having uh, having her, she being from New York originally. You know, I think that's a that's a huge deal. And if New York can pull it off, they've got the money, they've got the pieces that that Stewie's probably going to want to go be a part of. Yeah, I, I I think it could happen. So I don't have a ton to add there. It is very simple, not very easy to do. Let's talk about the Phoenix Mercury for just a little bit. <clears throat> I'm gonna ex- <laughs> I'm gonna you know do better this time. I'm actually gonna tell you the resolution first, and then we'll explain it. The resolution for the Phoenix Mercury in 2023 is that the X Factor, their home crowd, is going to be the loudest crowd in the league. All right, that's that's it. Now, a couple of factors going into this. All right, a couple of factors going into this. One, you obviously had a lot of emotion surrounding this team you had a brand new coach you had Brittany Griner the whole Brittany Griner situation you had Tina Charles coming in and then having a contract divorce you had a underperforming team you had major injuries you had you Phoenix Mercury for as high as the hopes were for your team in 2022 basically everything that could have gone wrong did you know you know having franchise players detained overseas to injuries, to just bad performances. This was rough. Robert Sarver, the owner of of the the Suns and the Mercury, you know all the crap that went on with him. Yes, he was forced to sell the franchises. We we didn't really even touch on that in the show last year, but that was going on off the court too. Sorry to interject, but that like that's a lot of distraction in one season. Yes, that's tons of distraction. Now, Griner's home. You've got a lot. You've got some players returning. You've got some opportunities to go out and have a pretty decent free agency. You've got a new ownership group. X Factor, this is your year. And 
when I say this, I hope that everybody takes this the way that I intend, okay? It's going to be a good year to enjoy basketball again. And that's not to say we're going to forget about the, some of the hardships and the major things that happened, you know, obviously primarily with, with Griner. And, and that was such a, a heavy, overlooming thing, not just for just, you know, for only Phoenix, for the entire league, but specifically for Phoenix. That was heavy. She's home. She has already announced that she's planning on, you know, being back into basketball. X Factor, you go and you cheer your absolute faces off at every one of these games. That's what we want for Phoenix. Just be able to enjoy basketball again. So, there you go. Any other thoughts, Logan? Yeah, um, just, and I hope this isn't too much of a kind of an offshoot, but anytime the real world kind of intersects with the sports sphere. Yes. Um, it's It can kind of be a shock. Um, this We're recording this as of the, the Wednesday night after the Monday night football injury to DeMar Hamlin, who obviously has been on everyone's minds and, and thoughts this week as, as he's kind of, um, I mean, he's in critical condition in the hospital after going down in a football game on live TV. And it was like the Brittany Griner um, situation where she was detained overseas and was held in Russia for months and months. Um, it kind of reminded me in a way of this where we watch sports sometimes in the spirit of we want to be entertained. And to a degree, we almost want to forget about the real world. Exactly. For a little while. It's an escape. And and when the real world butts in, it can be a little bit of a shock to our system. And we're no longer in this in the spirit to be entertained anymore. What I want for Phoenix this year is for the X Factor to reclaim that for themselves and to enjoy rooting for Brittany Griner being on the court, Tarazi, one of the legends of the game, being on the court, Robert Sarver being out of the building, and all of the good things that come along with those. Yes, well said, well stated. Just be able to enjoy basketball again. Have fun. Phoenix, I, would lo- I, w- I want to try and get down to a game. I'm actually looking at uh, some trips Phoenix might be on that on those trips. Uh, my goal is to get to every one of the um, WNBA, um, you know, arenas and, and see a home game by each team. I think I've got, uh, I think I've got about half of them at this point. And uh, Phoenix would be a double down, but I think the, the what we've been talking about, the ability of the X Factor to just simply enjoy the game again, that's very appealing to me. I just want to go be a part of that. At some point this uh, at some point this season, so if I end up going down there, X Factor, let's go grab uh, let's go grab some food. Let's hit up the game. I want to hang out with y'all. So that's what we got. Logan, bring it home with the Seattle Storm. Yeah, Seattle. Uh, your New Year's resolution is to embrace the new era of the Seattle Storm. Uh, this is the post Sue Bird, potentially, and I think even likely the post uh, Brianna Stewart era of basketball and and frankly that hasn't been seen i mean in, since the since the team's existence right like there was during sue bird's retirement last year we talked a lot about how like the, this team and this player their histories are one and the same like we don't we don't recognize this team without bird on the team and then recent championships and recent success and Bree stewart being the mvp um that's that's kind of the complexion of the team that we've gotten used to and it's going to be different. And, and it's not in the same way that other teams are going out and 
scrambling around free agency trying to to pick up you know the best pieces they can this is sort of a different atmosphere um other than a jewel lloyd who is 29 years old and on a on one more year of a deal and very much still in her prime there's really no one to carry the banner in seattle right now um, and i'm very interested to see I, I think they're going to go young i think they're going to start anew rather than try and collect enough pieces to make a run this year um i i think they kind of identified the last two years as being the end of an era and that can be really tough when you get used to that kind of success and a lot of wins and a lot of home playoff excitement, things like that. It can also be really fun if you go in with the right expectations to see a new team come together. And I think for the next season, Seattle fans need to adjust expectations and acknowledge like, look, for the amount of success that we've enjoyed over the last decade or two comes, comes the dip, right? <laughs> this is the dip. And the dip doesn't have to be bad if you find some players to root for. I, I think showing up and rooting for Jewel Lloyd is a, a good time for anybody. Um, but I, I'm excited to see who finds their way to Seattle and who develops under that franchise's leadership because that is a premier franchise in this league. I know there's only 12 teams, but if there was any team that I would trust someone to go and develop their game and grow into being a real professional in the league. They're, they're one of the few that I would trust to, to handle just about anybody. Um, I, I like their front office. I like their coaching situation, but it is going to be new and it is going to be rocky at times. And I think if you adjust expectations to that and just go in open-minded, it can still be a very fun season, if not the most successful. I... I love well said, well well said. I do think that this is going to be a uh, a new era of the storm because I do think that that Stewie's gone, Subert's gone, Jewel Lloyd will be there for a year. I don't see her necessarily staying past that. And uh, yeah, I think I think you said it. You hit the nail on the head. Seattle Storm fans, you got to just embrace the newness. You've had a great run. You've picked up a couple championships lately. You've got four titles. Only you know two other teams in the league can say that, and one of them doesn't exist anymore. Um, enjoy it. You've been really good. And there is something to be said about enjoying a team that's in a rebuilding phase. Like, there, there is something to that. There's, there's, there's some fun being around. Like, you're going to get players that come in for, like, two seasons. That are going to be like, you know, off the bench players that you know for like a season or two. And some of those players are going to end up being your favorite and you're going to follow them around the league and you're going to follow them into their personal lives. Enjoy that element of being in this part of your franchise. So love it. Logan, our last team that we've got for tonight, the Washington Mystics. Hey. Somewhat in a, a not necessarily a similar scenario, but here are, is our resolution for them. Washington, you got to commit to a direction. Okay, it's got to be a new direction. Are you going to go all in title chasing or are you going fully collecting assets where you're going to, you know, rebuild, retool younger? And both of those could be really really fun. Both of those could be really exciting. You got to pick you got to pick a lane. You can't you can't afford to be not fully committed to one or the other 
as your franchise sits right now, you got a brand new head coach who's coming in with, I understand, a ton of of chemistry. You know, uh, new coach Tebow. Do we just say Tebow 2.0? Um, has been on the staff for several years. <laughs> He's been around for a lot of the success. Um, you've got some players coming back that are are you know really strong. You've got a few of your core pieces that you've had for the last several seasons still around. You've got Deladon. Natasha Cloud, Ariel Atkins, Shakira Austin, who had a really solid uh, freshman, not freshman. I've been watching too much college basketball. A really good rookie season. Heinz Allen, uh, still around, a really serviceable center. Um, this is this is your opportunity because you've got a couple pieces right now. Do you retool and, and, and move them around and start to bring in a bunch of draft picks and young free agents that you see a lot of potential in? Or do you commit and say, we're going to surround Ariel Atkins, Natasha Cloud, and Elena Deladon with the absolute best players that we can in free agency, and we're going for a title this season? You got to pick. So that's what you got to do. Logan, I know you have had some experience with this in your own fantasy football. How do you, how do you see? <laughs> well, how do you see, I won't go there. <laughs> how do you see this? What do you think Washington is going to do? I won't, uh, I won't go deep into my back-to-back dynasty league uh, championships but um in, in a way I, I was a little worried when when we originally put our doc together because seattle and washington looked like they had very similar resolutions like embrace the new era commit to a new direction what are you going to do in the future but the more i've thought about it the more they're almost polar opposites um seattle i think committed to what they were doing you know before last season even began it was going to be sue bird retirement tour and blaze of glory and then kind of a rebirth this offseason and so they've had some time to kind of digest that uh washington was very surprising last year i think maybe the most pleasant surprise in the league um and now they need to decide what to do about it and it comes at the expense of uh, maybe you have to say goodbye to some franchise favorite players in order to get something in return or maybe while their talents are in your locker room, you surround them with other talent and you go for it again, knowing that it wasn't that long ago that you won a championship, right? Like you can still do it. Um, and especially in this league where everybody's retooling frantically, um, I I have a hard time seeing the mystics coming out on top of that sort of scramble for signing the big names, right? Go out and go out and make the savvy signings. Yes. Go go sign the players that you know, get get the buy low because they're about to explode onto the scene players, because those are the players that you can build around into the future when your Deladons and your other players start to having the you know you have to start dealing with aging out and injuries over time and things like that and just you said it perfectly when you said pick a, pick a lane, are you all in on this season? Are you trying to amass assets to build for the future? Can you do both at once? Can you get new young about to go off town? Can you can you get Kalia Copper before she turns into Yeah, Kalia that's Copper? what I was gonna Whoever say. Whoever that you, player is. You gotta get Copper. You gotta find the next Bet Nigelani. You gotta find like Bet Nigelani's a great like, example. Like those yeah. are the players you, you gotta find that. If you're gonna go all in, you gotta go get that player, bring them in. And but it it's tough. Again, it goes back to what it goes back to what you said about New York. It's simple, it's not easy. No, it's the toughest thing in in sports to I mean nobody is a sure bet, right? And it's you have to go out and kind of roll the dice and your future on picking up 
the right player right now at the right time. Um, otherwise, it's going to be rebuild mode, and nobody likes rebuild mode, especially a team that's been hampered by injuries over the last couple seasons. We didn't get to see the full potential of that championship team defend a title. I hope that that's sort of what we get from the Mystics this season. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I If I was to lean one of the directions, if I'm the Washington Mystics, that's the direction I'm leaning. I go all in for this season. Um, but if you don't, you have to fully commit the other way. Because if not, you're going to be Dallas Wings. Okay? Like, <laughs> you're going to be uninteresting, and you're going to be sitting in the middle of the pack with not much to do. All right? So I, I love it. <clears throat> all right, Logan. Um, that's all that we had prepped for tonight, but I have, I got one last question for you because I, I enjoyed talking with you. I, and, and, and let's maybe pull the curtain back a little bit. Logan, I want to ask you, do you have a new year's resolution for WNBA nation for this podcast moving into 2023? Uh, I have one for me personally all right. and then one, and then one for the pod as a well. whole. Sweet. Um, let's hear it. I met Kyle and Steve, and then by extension, Jason, uh, as a sports writer. Um, before I was doing like broadcast for high school games, and before I was podcasting and doing any of the other sports stuff that I do, um, writing is what I was doing. And I've been jealous um, of all the really good WNBA writing that our sphere kind of shares right now um, with other websites like the Windsider Guys and a lot of the other podcasts that have kind of expanded into websites and blogs and things like that. So my personal resolution is to turn the WNBA blog into something that our listeners tune into regularly. I like it. Um, that is something that I want. And, and especially I think it'll help with the coverage of the college game because there's just so much going on in college. We can't talk about it on the pod all the time. Um, so I would like to make writing a part of your WNBA nation diet. Um, and that goes for my co-hosts as well as, as our listeners, because uh, both you and Steve have been very uh, encouraging about following and pursuing that sort of dream. So, and yeah. I'm sure Jason would too. I just haven't heard from him because he doesn't have any internet. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's um, Dallas's problem. Maybe the entire <laughs> Dallas Fort Worth just, area just, just doesn't Google have internet. Fiber. They're like, dude, we don't, we don't even know when the games are. We can't check. <laughs> um, my, my goal for the pod as a whole is we we established kind of a new tradition last year at the Final Four. Uh, that was their, our first year going to kind of any sort of big college event like that. Um, we have plans again to go this year. And my goal for the pod is to connect with more of you listeners. Um, Ooh, I, I like that. I am not, I'm not being corny or exaggerating when I say that the most satisfying part of this kind of project of ours over the last five years is getting to run into you guys at games at all-star weekend at the final four and have people walk up to us and be like, I recognize your sweatshirt. I recognize your voice. You know, I, I see you guys. I listen to you guys in the car. We, we listen to you guys as we road trip to Minnesota. You know, that's the coolest thing ever to us. Um, and I, I feel confident speaking for everyone in that sense. Um, and I, I want to to have more of those experiences. Like COVID put us all inside for a long time. And to an extent, I feel like we haven't really recovered from that just yet. And I want to make more of those connections with our WNBA sphere. And not just listeners, but other the people from the other podcasts that we that we shout out all the time. Um, we've been able to to build really good friendships with. And so my goal for the pod is just to strengthen and establish more of those throughout the year. 
I love that. In fact, <laughs> it's that's very similar to what my my thought process was as I was thinking about this was um yeah, just being more engaging with listeners across the board. I like that you put it in like a personal perspective, being able to connect, you know, individually like face to face. And I think that's huge. So if any of you are, you know, heading through Utah, that's where we live. We're going to try to get out to, you know, you you shared a personal one as far as writing on the blog. For me, a personal one is I want to get to three games this year. Um, and if that is as simple as, you know, taking a the quick, you know, six hour drive down to Las Vegas and catching some of those, great. If it's, you know, flying out to some East Coast games, cool. That's awesome. My goal, yeah, I want to get to three games this year, not including like the final four and not including all-star. I want to get to three just regular season games. So that's a personal goal of mine. And then I'll just, I think you're, you stated uh, a podcast resolution that is probably better than the one that I was going to say. So we'll just, we'll stick with that one. I like that making more personal connections with you listeners. So if you ever do happen to see us at a game or, you know, you were going to be there and you're like, uh, I don't want to go bother them or I don't want to go talk to them. I don't get out of the get out of your shell and, and come say hi to us because we don't we don't rec- we won't recognize you so come talk to us we would love that that would be fantastic it has been come come ask kyle about his dynasty fantasy football team. <laughs> he loves wow he wants to talk to you about it low he blow Logan. <laughs> oh man well on that note that's it's time that we end this podcast if that's where we're going <laughs> Logan, let's go ahead and end this. Thank you all for listening, everybody. It's late. I, for some reason, started losing my voice halfway through the episode, so I apologize that uh, that y'all haven't to hear some some scratchiness. But uh, that just means I better I better go rest my voice for some reason. But thank you all for listening, everybody. For WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Logan Jones, and we got you next time. <laughs>